yo, yo, what's good? It's your boy Manny. Welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to another episode. Week three was wild, and now we're here, right? We're craving more football. Before you know it, we're into week four. You blink again as week eight, then week 12, and then we're talking Super Bowl. So the football season does go rather fast. So I advise you guys to enjoy it, man. Enjoy the football season. But we got a lot to get into. Um, all the games are done. We're going to get to and go through as many games as we can. I'm going to give my analysis on each game. Then towards the end of the stream slash episode, I'll go over my waiver wire ads. And um, you guys start putting in your waiver claims. Now, like for me, since I'm in so many leagues, it takes me a, a nice little minute to go ahead and put in these waiver, these waiver wire claims. But the good thing is we're going into week four, so a lot of the pretty good waiver wire claims are already you know, taken or gone. But um, let's go ahead and talk some football, man. Did your favorite team win this week? Did your favorite players help you win your fantasy game? So those are some of the things I want to talk about, some of the things I want to look at. So you have the Giants versus the San Francisco 49ers. That was the Thursday night game to kick things off. The 49ers just kind of just destroyed the Giants. It wasn't even close. Daniel Jones, I mean, 137 yards passing, one interception. He looked bad. He was sacked twice. He just looked scared. He just looked bad. This group of wide receivers for the Giants, Slayton and Paris Campbell, Wondell Robinson, they're all terrible. Darren Waller, the prized possession, the prized free agent or uh, a trade acquisition has done pretty much nothing this season. And it's not his fault. It's just that the, the Giants just can't do the things they did last year. They had a very efficient offense, which was ran by Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones running the ball, strong defense and running the ball. They got a lot of lucky wins last year. This year, it has not been the same story for those guys. You look at San Francisco, they're one of the three uh, uh, undefeated teams still left right now. They look good. Brock Purdy. I mean, 310 yards passing, two touchdowns. He looked great. He was sacked twice, but he kept his composure. Christian McCaffrey, 85 yards rushing plus a uh, rushing score. He also had five receptions for 34 yards, so he looked good. Elijah Mitchell pitched in. He looked good. They ran the ball as a team. They ran 39 times for 141 yards. Um, George Kittle had his best game of the season, uh, seven receptions for 90 yards. And, you know, if you guys had – have George Kittle in your in your leagues. You're excited that he actually have done something now, right? I know I was. I've, I've been waiting for George Kittle to do something all year. Debo Samuels. I was wrong about Debo Samuels. Six receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. He has looked good. Now, when Brandon Ayuk comes back and Brandon Ayuk is healthy, what would things look like? One of the two, Kittle, Samuel, one of these two are not going to get love because obviously Christian McCaffrey does get targets. So between the three players, Debo, 12 targets, Kittle, nine targets, CMC, five targets. When Ayuk comes back, which is their best receiver, what does things look like for these guys? And San Fran doesn't throw the ball 37 times every single game. So it was just one of those games where the passing game opened up for San Francisco and they were able to kind of, you know, get to work. Let's go ahead and get to uh, an exciting game, in my opinion, was the Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Colts were able to win this game with Gardner Minshew, Minshew Magic, Mr. Mustache himself. He played well. Um, 
He did great. He did great. You got to you, you have to give a shout out to Gardner Minshew. He came out there 227 yards passing and a touchdown. He was efficient. He was sacked five times, but he didn't he didn't have an interception. And I don't believe that he fumbled either. So that's pretty good to get sacked that many times and to be under pressure and not have a turnover. Zach Moss, man, I told you guys to scoop Zach Moss in fantasy. This guy was a guy I was getting so cheap. I was getting him for third round picks. Now the price has gone up. It's most likely second round pick now. Zach Moss, 30 carries, 122 yards. He is going to be a problem the entire season. A good problem when I say problem. So, yes, get you some Zach Moss. And he also got involved in the passing game as well. He had two receptions for 23 yards and a receiving score. So, yeah, Zach Moss is going to be an RB1 this year. Uh, it's looking that way. I mean, he looks good. He looks amazing. So, um, in fantasy, go scoop you some Zach Moss if you can. Michael Pittman Jr. has been great all year. Nine receptions, 77 yards. He was targeted 11 times. And I never really had a problem with Gardner Minshew going to Michael Thomas. I mean, uh, Michael Pittman. Because as long as Michael Pittman is there, I just know that he's going to get targets. And Minshew actually likes to throw the ball. Chef Boogie Dre, man. Chef Dre Boog, man. Appreciate you hopping on the stream, man. Appreciate you. Hey, appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the love. For those of you guys coming on, please like, please subscribe, please share. And also, guys, my TikTok, I'm starting to put up a lot of content on TikTok, especially not just for sports in general, NBA, uh, uh, fantasy, basketball, whatever you name it. I also have commander's content now that I'm pushing towards my TikTok. So the TikTok is in the description. It is TS with Manny. So please follow me on TikTok. Please like, please subscribe, and please share the YouTube channel. Um, says Kyle Pitts is killing me, but I'm still two and one. Yeah, with Kyle Pitts, man, I have no hope for Kyle Pitts this year. Between the offense and the coach not getting pop Kyle Pitts the ball, Kyle Pitts is a player that I'm out on. I'm out on him. Even in Dynasty, I'm trying to get rid of Kyle Pitts. Nobody wants him. I'm getting low ball offers in Dynasty right now, uh, late second round picks. Uh, some people are offering third and a player. Uh, so he's a guy that once he has that next blow-up game, I'm selling off all of my Kyle Pitts years. I want nothing to do with Kyle Pitts anymore. But, yeah, moving on. So Michael Pittman is going to be the guy, right? With Gardner Minshew, I like Michael Pittman even more. But with Anthony Richardson, Michael Pittman has still gotten love. And he was a player I was trying to get rid of in dynasty because i didn't trust that anthony richardson was going to be a passer so sometimes you got to give these players a uh, you know so a, a chance to really develop and really just see what happens in the season three four games before you sell off these different players now a player that i'm excited about is joshua downs josh downs for the colts he had eight receptions for 57 yards he had he was targeted 12 times and obviously with Garner Minshew once again He's going to throw that ball. I mean, even a guy like Alec Pierce had his best game of the season, three receptions for 43 yards. I just wish that Anthony Richardson was more of a passer and not a runner. This offense would be so much better with a passing Anthony Richardson. But he does give them a different dynamics and running the ball and things of that nature. But i rather have my QB as a guy who throws the ball and not run with the ball. So overall, I think that the Colts played a, a, a solid game, a pretty good game. Uh, Zaire Franklin, man, he is a menace, man. He had 15 tackles. He is a menace. Make sure you guys get Zaire in your IDP leagues. Um, yeah, I love IDP, by the way. On the flip side, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. I mean, they have a nice duo of linebackers out there in Baltimore. But I put I put up a statement on my Twitter, and 
people attacked me for this. I said that Lamar Jackson is overrated. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if Lamar Jackson is worth the money that he's getting. What do you guys think? Maybe I'm the crazy one. Roast me. I don't. I do not mind. I don't think that Lamar Jackson. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. 31 pass attempts for 202 yards. He did run the ball well. He ran the ball very well. 14 carries, 101 yards, and two touchdowns. And it's similar to what Anthony Richardson is going to do once he becomes that player that people think that he can become. Can these running QBs? I'm not talking about guys who run when they have. I'm talking about like strictly run-first QBs. And I consider Lamar as a run-first QB. Same as Anthony Richardson for right now. Jalen Hurts is a little different because Jalen Hurts will actually air the ball out. Jalen Hurts has, has had 1,000-yard wide receivers. Lamar, 1,000-yard wide receiver, I don't know. Maybe Hollywood Brown for one season. But, yeah, I, I don't know about Lamar. I do not know about Lamar. Um, but this game was not Lamar's fault. I just think that Lamar is overrated. That's just my personal opinion. Zay Flowers looked good. Eight, eight receptions, 48 yards. I mean, they did nothing fantastic in the passing game. Mark Andrews has looked regular. This passing game for the Ravens have looked very, very regular. They can run the ball with the best of them. But when it comes to passing the ball, that's where they have their issues. They have a solid defense. They shouldn't have lost this game. They did lose this game. I mean, they had five sacks. They had turnovers. I mean, they had all the ingredients of winning this game. And at the end, they went to overtime. And it was a monster, monster field goal by Matt Gay to go ahead and win this game. So that's that for that game. Let's go ahead and move on to the Titans, man. I got to talk about the Titans. Living in Nashville, I got to get on the Titans. I, look, Titans fans out here are walking around with paper bags over their heads. Um, they're pretty down right now. They're pretty sad. They've started the season one and two, but it seems like they could possibly possibly go one and three this up and coming week. I mean, they just don't look good. Ryan Tannenhill, 25 pass attempts, 13 completions, 104 yards passing. He was sacked five times. Derrick Henry, man, what's going on? 11 carries, 20 yards. But Tajay Spears continues to get more snaps than Derrick Henry. What is the coaching? What, what, I mean, what are the coaches doing? You got to get the ball to your best playmaker, and that's Derrick Henry. I don't care if you have to throw 18 screens to this man. Got to get in the ball. DeAndre Hopkins, the prized free agent pro, uh, signing, right? Three, uh, three, three receptions, 48 yards. Traylon Burks, one catch for five yards. These are guys like I'm fading in fantasy right now. I'm fading every single Tennessee Titan player. There's, there's, there's nobody that can get you fantasy numbers. Maybe defensively, guys like Amani Hooker, who's going to get a ton of tackles because they, they suck and they can't cover nobody. So you allow the guys to catch the ball, then you start tackling. So with that being said, the Titans are awful from top to bottom, from the from the uh, front office to the coaches to the players. They're terrible. They're terrible. The people in Nashville right now are pretty, pretty pissed, pretty, pretty sad. Chef Dre Bug writes, I got Pitts and Schultz. What do I do? I'm also starting the chain, and I just traded for B-Rock. If you got Pitts and Schultz, man, I mean, tight ends, if you look at the tight ends right now, you would not believe me when I tell you that the number two tight end in, in fantasy right now is Sam Laporta. He's a rookie. So the tight end position is just up in the air. You know, Kelsey missed the game. Um, Mark Andrews looks bad right now. So I would just say just, just stick it out. Stick it out. 
there's not a lot of people in your leagues that actually have legit tight ends. Yeah, so with with tight ends, like go look in in the in the waiver wires and see if a guy like Luke Mosgrave is out there. So when I get into the waiver wire part of the show, hopefully you make it to the end. But if you don't, you can always come back to the YouTube channel and just watch it again, watch the replay. But I'm really gonna go in depth on who to scoop. There's some guys out there tight end wise, but I'm gonna get to that towards the end of the show. Yeah, man, Sam Laporta, man, he he is balling out of control, but. Yeah, I don't know what to think of the Titans. Deshaun Watson finally had his first good game in franchise history for the Cleveland Browns. He's finally looking like an NFL quarterback, 289 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, running game-wise, they did nothing. Uh, Jerome Ford did get a touchdown at the end to kind of save his day. Uh, he did have um, two receptions for 33 yards and another score, so he did have two touchdowns. That's why he had 19 points in fantasy. I'm like, you don't afford that 19 points. I'm looking at the box score. They didn't even do much. But Amari Cooper had seven receptions for 116 yards and a score. So overall, in general, the Browns offense looked good. Even guys like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and even uh, Elijah Moore, nine receptions, 48 yards. Nine receptions is nine receptions. These things add up when it comes to PPR leagues. Um Tight end-wise, look at uh, David and Joker. That's what I'm saying. With the tight end landscape, everybody is bad. He says, yeah. He says, I'm feeding the twins, listening to you. I appreciate what you do, fam. Thanks. Hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys. Like, for you guys that are watching and supporting, this is what I do for it. So I love the interaction. You know, you guys can always hit me on Twitter. You hit me on YouTube. It don't matter. TikTok. Appreciate the love that I'm getting out there. Uh, I love just talking sports, man. So, Moving on, let's go ahead and hit this uh, Denver game. Y'all know I got to get on Denver. You know I have to get on Denver. These guys traded away, what, a first and second round pick to get Sean Payton? Whatever the compensation was, it was a lot. Because the Denver Broncos are 0-3 right now, and they just gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. How do you sleep at night knowing that you was on the field and you watched another team score 70 points on your team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still get your money. You still get your checks. <laughs> like, hey, when you take the money to the bank, you still get paid, right? But that pride, that, you know, that thing about being a, a, a competitor, an athlete, like how can you allow a team to score 70 points in this kind of error? And to be honest, they could have had 100 points. They could have had 100 points easily. But, you know, even at the end, they could have kicked the field goal to, you know, have the like the most points scored ever. And, you know, they just kneeled the ball down. I mean, it was bad. Tua Tagovailoa had 309 yards passing and four touchdowns. They took him out. They brought in a backup, Mike White, and he had a touchdown. A long passing touchdown at that. Then when you're trying to run the ball to kill the clock, guess what happens? Raheem Mostert gets 13 carries for it. 82 rushing yards and three rushing scores. Then you say, okay, let me go ahead and bench my starter in Mostert and let me play more of my rookie, my up-and-coming back, Devin the Chain. Then he has 18 carries, uh, 203 yards, two scores. So it didn't even matter what you did. Then you say, okay, let me go to the third-string guy in Chris Brooks. He had nine carries for 66 yards. As a team, the Dolphins rushed 43 times for 350 yards, five touchdowns. Five. 
I mean, what do you do? How can the coach turn this thing around? Everybody's saying, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. This wasn't on Russ. It was bad. I'm not going to lie to you. It was bad, but this one wasn't on Russ. This was, who's playing defense? Russ had 306 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Cortland Sutton got off. Uh, uh, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, each guy had at least 73 yards receiving or more. Sutton scored. So it's like the offense was there somewhat, but they could not sustain what the Miami Dolphins were doing. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 157 yards in the score. Roby, chosen Anderson. He had a score of 68 yards. This guy hasn't been relevant for the last three years. Roby Anderson had a 67 or 68-yard touchdown. Go figure. Raheem Moser, he got involved in a passing game. Everybody got involved in a passing game. It was touchdowns here, touchdowns. Ten offensive touchdowns for the Miami Dolphins. I have nothing else to say about the Broncos. They are in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes right now. And if they end up with the number one draft pick, they are drafting Caleb Williams. Then they'll figure out how to get rid of Russell Wilson. That's what's going on right now. That's the nature of what's going on right now in Colorado. Colorado has been taking a lot of L's. And this is one of them. We move on to the Jets versus the Patriots. It was a weird game. It was a weird game. The Jets have not beaten the Patriots. What? I think they've lost like 10 straight games or something, some kind of stat like that that's pretty crazy. So I was pulling for the Jets. I was hoping the Jets were going to win. But the, the New England Patriots won the game. Matt Jones was solid, 200, 201 yards passing, one passing touchdown. But here is the interesting thing. Something crazy is happening right now in New England, and nobody's talking about it. Ezekiel Elliott had 16 carries. For 80 yards. Ramondre Stevenson had 19 carries for 59 yards. The Patriots ran the ball 40 times. So what is going on with the Patriots backfield? Is this going to be a constant thing? Because that's practically a 50-50 split in the backfield. So you're telling me if you're going to give up, if you're going to have 30 carries, right? Stevenson might get 18 of, 18 of them, you know, while... Elliot gets about 13, 12 to 13, or a 15-15 split. It's headed that way. Ezekiel Elliott looked good, averaged five yards per carry. And guess who the Patriots are playing next week? I'm just saying. But uh, Farrell Brown had a long touchdown, a 58-yard touchdown. Um, overall, the passing game wasn't too spectacular. Hunter Henry has looked good in fantasy. Hunter Henry – up until last week was the number one tight end in fantasy. So that's why I say when it comes to tight ends, don't worry about it. For now, things will shake out by week six, week seven. That's when you'll start to know what you have in the tight end room. Okay. Um, Zach Wilson, he was very, very regular. The running game for the Jets suck. The receiving game. I mean, Garrett Wilson, it's time to start to bench. Garrett Wilson. I know a lot of you guys drafted Garrett Wilson for his potential with Aaron Rodgers, but without Aaron Rodgers, this offense looks so bad. Uh, Zach Wilson will have games. I think he's faced two of the tougher defenses these past two weeks. Things start. Things should start to ease up for him, but 
And who knows, man? The defense for the Jets is still pretty good, but they can't really get to the QB right now. And that's something that they're going to need if they want to have any chance of winning any more games this season. That team is pretty bad. Let's go to Washington and Buffalo. This ain't the Washington pod. I did the Washington pod yesterday. You guys can catch it on the on, on my channel. But Washington got spanked, man. Washington got beat so bad that the losses that Denver took and the losses that Dallas took made me feel better. But Washington, I mean, they look bad. Sam Howell, 170 yards passing, four interceptions. He looked horrific. But the good thing is this is the worst game that Sam Howell would ever have the rest of the year. Hopefully, four interceptions. Yeah, Brian Robinson had a good game, 10 carries for 70 yards, and then the stupid coaches and the stupid coaching staff stopped giving him the ball. I don't get it. But there's a reason why I just talk on YouTube and these guys actually get the big bucks and they coach the team and they put the teams in position to win, right? But uh, poor showing from the uh, coaching staff. The offensive line was disgusting. Um, defense was disgusting. They couldn't get to Josh Allen. Josh Allen did his thing. Um, 118 yards passing, a touchdown, a pick. But he also had uh, some pretty nice runs resulting in a touchdown as well. Three carries for 46 yards and a score. James Cook looked good. 15 carries for 98 yards. That's 6.5 yards a carry. So not only could the commanders not stop the run, they couldn't stop the pass. They couldn't stop digs. They couldn't stop anything. Josh Allen looked comfortable the entire day. And then on top of that, they sacked Sam Howell nine times. Now, half of this was on Sam. Half of this was on the offensive line. So I don't put it all on Sam. I look at Sam as a rookie, right? He's a rookie, practically. And he has a chance to be a really good player, but it's gonna be it's gonna be games like this where he plays good, and there's gonna be games where he plays bad. The commanders are gonna be facing um the Eagles next week, and that's another Super Bowl caliber team, like like the Bills. Hate the Eagles all you want. The Eagles are a Super Bowl caliber team, and they're still undefeated as we speak. Let's go ahead and go to that uh ATL versus uh Detroit game. Um, Detroit, I mean, Atlanta is who we thought they were. They're frauds. I'm sorry. They're frauds. Um, Detroit wins 20 to six. Jared Goff had a good game, solid game, 243 yards passing, one score. Jameer Gibbs, he's starting to show some life. He's starting to show that, hey, man, I was worth being drafted in the first round. Um, he had 17 carries for 80 yards. I think this is the beginning of something good for Jameer Gibbs. I mean, he got the lion's share of the carries. Out of, I mean, 17 carries out of 31 rush attempts is pretty, pretty solid. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporte. There were 22 receptions by the team. Amon Ross had nine. Laporte had eight. And both of these guys had monster, monster fantasy uh, uh, production, especially Laporte in tight end premium leagues, especially with that touchdown. So, yeah, man, Laporte, I mean, he is a hot target right now. Go trade for him if he's available. I started to see the trend. If you look at week one and week two for Sam Laporta, he was getting better and better and better and better. And now, I mean, he's a household name. And, it, I mean, you possibly can't find him now. So, um, yeah, man, Lions defense looked great. They had seven sacks. They were able to get to Desmond Ritter seven times. Uh, Bijan Robinson was a no-show for the fact that they can effectively move the ball and you need to pass. And with all that being said, Kyle Pitts, nine targets, five receptions. John Smith had eight targets. Drake London had six. There should never be in any universe 
where Jonu Smith gets more targets than Drake London. I don't know if this ATL coach makes it through the season. But you're 2-1. So when you're winning, you kind of stick around. If they ever end up start, start to lose some games, that coach is out. We go to the New Orleans and Green Bay game, one of my favorite games on Sunday. Uh, Derek Carr did get hurt. Um, it, it's looking like life without Derek Carr for a few weeks. I don't know how long it to be exact. Jameis Winston comes in. They were not able to win the game. It's not on neither one. But help is on the way. Alvin Kamara is on his way to play with the Saints. He's coming off of his three-game suspension, and I don't know how he looks, but one thing I can say is that Jameis Winston was there with Kamara, so they should have some kind of rapport. If you guys go back and look at the video that Alvin Kamara posted on his page, uh, it's pretty funny. Let me try to find it for you guys. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, Kamara's coming back, and I think he's going to be he's gonna be pretty good. He's going to be pretty good uh, moving forward. Let me see if I can find this video. Yes. This video. I'm going to play it with no sound in the background. Let me go ahead and share my screen. I just thought it was funny. Let me share my screen real quick. Alvin Kamara. All right. I'll play it with sound. Oh, free. Oh, free. I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny, man. I thought that was funny. Alan Kamar tweeting that. So with him tweeting that, he's excited to get back to football. I think he's going to have a great game uh, come Sunday with Jameis Winston. There is, he's going to be targeted a lot. In that backfield for the Saints, you got Kendra Miller, Tony Jones. All these guys are unimpressive. You have T Taysom Hill who comes in and steals some you know, carries here and there. The main star on this team, we all know it is. Uh, we all love him. It's Chris Olave, man. Eight receptions, 104 yards. And you can see the difference between Christian Olave being with a quarterback that can actually throw the ball and Garrett Wilson being with a quarterback that can't throw the ball at all in Zach Wilson. So, I mean, Chris Olave is going to continue to be fantasy relevant. He's going to continue to be good all season long. But let's get to the team that won the game, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, 259 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, his first interception of the season. So that's that. He also ran the ball nine times for 39 yards and another score. Jordan Love seems to be doing something really good, man. They're 2-1 right now. He seems to be a franchise quarterback. I know, I know, it's only three games, but in the three-game small sample size, Jordan Love has looked phenomenal, hitting guys like Romeo Dobbs, five receptions for 73 yards and a score. Jaden Reed looks good, three receptions, 63 yards. Miles Grave looks good. Miles Grave is a guy that I'm targeting in every single league i told you guys that i loved laporta mayor mossgrave and uh kincaid those were the guys that i love and there was no other tight end outside of these four that i was excited about this was the year of the tight ends in the draft and my commanders did not draft a tight end. that's just that's that's just crazy to me but yeah if there was a if there was a year to get a tight end it was this year but next team i want to uh, talk about is the houston texas man shout out to the texas man Big win, 37 to 17 
versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Houston is on the up and up, and the Jags are just going down drastically. Trevor Lawrence, 279 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. C.J. Stroud, 280 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interception. On top of that, C.J. Stroud was not sacked not one time. I told you guys, one thing that the Texans were able to do was to be able to put a uh, offensive line around C.J. Stroud, and he's looked good. He's had time to pass the ball, and when he's passing the ball, he's finding guys like Tank Gale, five receptions, 145 yards with a long of 68. He looks good, man. He looks good. Nico Collins, a guy that's been leading them in receiving for you know much of the season. Now it's like the Tangale Nico Collins show. But watch out for John Mechie. He's coming. This offense is looking good. Towards the end of the year, the Texans are going to find out, are these the weapons or are they going to draft somebody else in the draft, in this up-and-coming draft that, had, that is loaded with tons of talented wide receivers. But, yeah, man, shout out to these guys. I mean, they looked good uh, on Sunday. Um, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. ETN, Calvin Ridley, and the most you can come up with is 17 points. Jags, y'all need to do better. ETN rushed 19 times for 88 yards, and yet 17 points. Something is not quite right with this team. This team is too talented to only be scoring 17 points, and it's definitely affecting a lot of you guys' fantasy teams. I know. I know it. All right, enough with that game. Let's go ahead and talk about the Minnesota game. And I put up a video today on the YouTube channel, suggesting that if the Vikings go 0-4 or potentially 2-6 and or 1-5, maybe it's time to move on from Kirk Cousins. Maybe a desperate team that is a quarterback away could go ahead and pick up a Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has looked great this season. Um, he's leading the league in passing yards and possibly passing touchdowns. He has like nine touchdowns on the season and two picks. Uh, he's putting up MVP numbers, but it's not MVP in terms of getting wins, you know, you, you have to reward winning, just not numbers alone. But for numbers alone, he looks great. He had 367 yards passing, three touchdowns, one pick at Alexander Madison. Best game of the season, 20 attempts uh, for 93 yards. And then Jefferson is just amazing. He's been amazing all year. Seven receptions, 149 yards. And a score, TJ Hawkinson did his thing. Eight receptions for 78 yards. Jordan Addison, man, he's been great. So, like, all these different pass catchers, all these different weapons continue to produce for Kirk Cousins. So he has no choice but to produce. But defensively is where the Vikings struggle. They can't guard anybody. They can't stop anybody. They can barely get to the quarterback. They had one sack. You cannot let guys like Herbert just stand there and just, and just air it out. Herbert had an amazing game, 47 pass attempts, 40 completions, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen, a, a monster game, targeted 20 times, 18 receptions, 215 yards. When you doubled him, guess what happened? Mike Williams, seven receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Guess what? When you try to cover those two guys, Joshua Palmer, four receptions, 66 yards on the score. He's going to be the hottest waiver wire ad because Mike Williams has lost for the season. So between Josh Palmer and a guy like Quentin Johnston, these are going to be hot names on the waiver wire. We're going to get more in depth on the waiver wire when we get to that portion of the show. Um, I mean, this game was just a game that both teams were desperate for a win, and the Chargers ended up getting a win. I think it was like a win that saved the Chargers season because it could have really gone south, to be honest. So 
with that being said, man, it was a fun game, an exciting game for fantasy. You're getting all these points, all these different things. But the Chargers definitely need to work in their running game, especially without Austin Eckler. And I don't know if Austin Eckler comes back this week, but if he does, then you can see the numbers for guys like Keenan Allen uh, go down a bit um, or even like some of his secondary uh, receivers kind of go down a, a little bit because Eckler does get his uh, nice share of targets. So with that being said, Let's go ahead and hit this next game, which is uh, Carolina versus Seattle. It's a fun game. It was a fun, exciting game. Shout out to Andy Dalton making a start in, I don't know, his first start of the season. He's been a solid backup all his life. Uh, he had 58 pass attempts. And they also had a chance to, like, cut this lead and potentially try to win this game. So that's why, you know, in garbage points, he had 361 yards passing, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders did have nine carries, 24 yards on the score. But the biggest news for Carolina, they found something here in this old man, Adam Thielen, 11 receptions, 145 yards, and a score. DJ Chark, four receptions, 86 yards, and a score. So offensively, these guys looked good. He was able to spread the ball. Even a guy like Terrence Marshall got a little love, okay? On the flip side, the winning team, Geno Smith looked solid. 269 yards passing, a score, a pick. Kenneth Walker, all I heard was Charbonnet this, Charbonnet this, Charbonnet that. Kenneth Walker is still him. 18 carries, 97 yards, and two scores. Kenneth Walker is him. And for those of you guys who faded Kenneth Walker in your drafts, shame on you. Shame on you. DK Metcalf has been consistent all season, six receptions, 112 yards. Kenneth Walker also added three receptions for 59 yards. Yes, he's him. He's literally him, and he's always going to be him. He's he's just that good. I told people that Kenneth Walker is a really good player, and they told me that Charbonnet does everything better than Kenneth Walker. At the end of the day, Charbonnet got to outperform Kenneth Walker to even get those kinds of, uh, of, of numbers and stats. The only time you're going to see Charbonnet get some love is if Kenneth Walker was to get hurt. So maybe it's a wasted pick by Seattle going Charbonnet when they didn't need to. Now, a lot of you guys are worried about JSN. I think JSN is going to be fine, but just know, in the same situation as Charbonnet, J JSN has to go over guys like uh, uh, DK Metcalf and even Lockett to even have a chance to put up big numbers. So there's going to come a time when things start to click for him and things go from there. Jake Bobo got him a touchdown, five-yard touchdown, and that's a rookie that they like, you know, that uh, played well in preseason and in, in training camp. So. Uh, Seattle just has a way of finding guys that they like. I'm almost to the waiver wire portion of the show, but you know we got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. I was so excited to see these guys lose to a team that people said possibly won't win a game this year, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Not only did they lose to the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals put up 28 points on Dallas. Dak Prescott, 249 yards passing, one touchdown, one INT. He hasn't looked good this season. We were thinking, oh, because Dallas has a lead and Dallas is beating these guys and doing this and doing that. They lose Trayvon Diggs, but 28 points. Even if Trayvon Diggs played, 28 points. The Josh Dobbs led Arizona Cardinals. Tony Pollard played well, so he wasn't the issue. Michael Gallup had a random game, six receptions for 92 yards. C.D. Lamb was, had a mediocre game. Defense looked bad. I mean, they had two sacks. It took Michael Parsons late to get a sack and have an impact. He, I mean, he was, you know, rushing the guy, but 
it seems like Dallas is going to struggle with quarterbacks that can run. Joshua Dobbs had six uh, uh, carries for 55 yards, including a 44-yard scramble. He also had 189 yards passing and a score. Hollywood Brown looked good. He had a score. Uh, Michael Wilson had a 69-yard reception, gave up a lot of big plays. James Conner looked good, 98 yards rushing and a score. So, yeah, Dallas Cowboys are in trouble. They're in trouble. They got to figure this thing out. I know it's any given Sunday. Anybody can beat anybody, but Dallas is in trouble. I'm just saying. So they lose to the Cardinals, and I enjoyed every bit of that game. I loved it, man. I loved it. I watched it till the end. The Bears and the Chiefs, not going to get too in-depth into that. Bears, man, they look so bad. Justin Fields is just terrible. Um, it looks like the Bears will be drafting another QB next year. There's a reason why they haven't paid Justin Fields. You give this guy all the weapons, and he just can't produce. He's just not good. He's just not a good quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, 272 yards passing, three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, he got love. Not only did he get love on the field, he possibly got love off the field. Taylor Swift was at the game to see her man, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if they're dating, but at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey showed out. Seven receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco had him a pretty good game as well. 15 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. The Chiefs win this game easily, 41-10. to 10. Let's go ahead and get into the next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus uh, uh, Vegas Raiders. Went on a rant on a TikTok, so check out my TikTok, TS with Manny. Check me out there. I had a rant after the game. The Raiders had a chance to tie the game, get a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, and then potentially go to overtime. But they elected to kick the field goal, play defense to get the ball back to then score a touchdown. It just made no sense to me. But the Steelers look good. Jimmy G. He got hurt. There's talks that he might not play the next game. Who knows? Who knows what happens? But Jimmy G played well, but he also played bad. He had three picks and his three picks. He had three too many picks, and that's pretty much what cost him the game. Devontae Adams had a monster game, 13 receptions for 172 yards and two scores. Had they gone to overtime or, or had they tied the game, I think that, that Devontae Adams would have had over 200 yards received. He's still him, even at this age. Jacoby Myers is a nice Robin to Devontae Adams. Batman, seven receptions, 85 yards. He looks good. Uh, George Pickens is making strides as being that number one wide receiver for uh, the uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett is taking strides as well. 235 yards passing, two scores. Najee Harris is trash. Trash. 19 carries, 65 yards. Fade this guy in your fantasy teams. I am so pissed off that I drafted Najee Harris in the redraft league in the third round, and he's costing me losses right now. Costing me losses right now. Uh, Calvin Austin had a good game, had a 72-yard touchdown. Pat Frymuth also had a touchdown as well. Pittsburgh looks elite right now. They're looking good. I mean, T.J. Watt, two sacks. I mean, everybody's getting involved. Offense, defense, they're playing well, and they're getting back to Pittsburgh football. They're 2-1. Do not be surprised if this team makes some noise this year. Mike Tomlin is an excellent coach, and he just finds a way to get the best out of his players all the time. So the last two games that I'm going get to get into real quick is the Eagles and the Buccaneers. It's not much to say there other than Jalen Hurts looked good. Um, Jalen Hurts did have two picks, and I believe he did have a fumble. I'm not sure. But A.J. Brown, this was the A.J. Brown game, nine receptions for 131 yards. Swift continues to look good, 16 carries for 130 yards, and the Eagles – Easily beat the Bucs, uh, 25 to 11. 
Mike uh, Evans did play well. Baker Mayfield is, you know, up and down. Uh, the Rams and Bengals, two sorry teams, two trash teams. Uh, Matthew Stafford got another touchdown, but he threw an interception that pretty much cost him the game. The Bengals ended up winning 19-16. to Jamar Chase is back. 12 receptions for 141 yards. But at the end of the day, the Bengals are still in trouble until Joe Burrow is fully, fully healed. They're going to be in trouble moving forward. Let me get a water break again. We'll go ahead and close out the show with the waiver wire ads for week four. Now, a lot of you guys are 0-3. Do not panic. I always say never panic until your record says 0-6. Never panic because the players that do well at the beginning in fantasy end up not doing as well towards the end. I don't know why. There are players at the end in fantasy that, that go on a hot streak the last seven to eight weeks. And those are the guys that literally help you win your league. I remember when Amon Ross St. Brown was new. And nobody really knew him. And I was snagging this guy off the waiver wires and things of that nature. And this guy had a hot streak. Him and Cooper Cup. I had Cooper Cup and I had this guy. And then these guys just went off. Now, quarterback-wise, a lot of you guys have injuries to guys like Anthony Richardson, concussion, uh, Derek Carr, shoulder, Bryce Young, ankle, Jimmy G, concussion, and, of course, Colin Murray. We all know that. There are going to be guys that are going to be available on your waiver wire. If you're smart, like me, I picked up C.J. Stroud before the game. C.J. Stroud looked good to now where C.J. Stroud will stick on my roster, along with Jordan Love and even Anthony Richardson, I'll decide which of the three, which of the uh, three out of those three guys, I have to keep two. But CJ Stroud looks good right now. I'm going to see what it looks like versus Pittsburgh. If he has another good game versus this Pittsburgh's defense, then CJ Stroud is a must start or uh, a startable QB one the rest of the way, the rest of the season. Jameis Winston, if you're looking for QB help, both in one quarterback leagues or two quarterback leagues. Jameis Winston is an excellent option. I like him more in a two-quarterback league than I do in a one-quarterback league. Andy Dalton, he looked good last week. Say what you want to say. Andy Dalton outscored your favorite QB. Andy Dalton outscored a lot of your favorite QBs. Aiden O'Connell is a, is a name to kind of keep an eye on because if Jimmy Garoppolo is to miss the game, then guess what? Brian Hoyer might get the start, but then who knows? They might just say, hey, man, let's just go with Aiden O'Connell. So Aiden O'Connell is a guy that should be stashing all the dynasty. He shouldn't be available in, in dynasty. But also in redraft, who knows, maybe two quarterback leagues, Aiden O'Connell is out there. You might want to snatch him. He might be a guy that could come in at some point and kind of help you out. Running backs, Aaron Jones, hamstring, uh, uh, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, JT, the list goes on, Montgomery, Gus Edwards, Justin, uh, Justice Hill. Uh, Jamal Williams, Cordero Patterson, Jeff Wilson, and Salvin Ahmed. All these guys have injuries. All these guys are dealing with injuries right now. Some of these guys, we don't even know if Aaron Jones comes back by Thursday. But you want to be covered. You want to get enough backs. The hottest back right now is Devin Chain. If he's available in your leagues, you want to put in your waiver wire claim. He's going to be the high, hottest waiver wire ad. Melvin Gordon, scoop him with Justice Hill being out. These uh, – Ravens are still going to run the ball. And who knows? Maybe a Gus Edwards injury. Melvin Gordon could be a league winner. I don't know. I'm just saying it's just very tough right now to find backs in free agency or waiver. Jarek McKinnon, he's a guy in, in this game. He had a solid game. He had 17 points this past week. So 
He's a guy that I don't mind taking a chance on, especially if you're desperate for a running back. Matt Breida, keep him around until Saquon Barkley gets healthy. Ezekiel Elliott, man. Hey, we all know what he did uh, uh, this past week, 16 carries for 80 yards. Is this uh, a sign of more things to come out of Ezekiel Elliott? I was buying him in Dynasty for a third-round pick, and people thought I was crazy. The minute he starts to blow up, guess what? I'm flipping him. I am flipping him for the next best thing. Kendra Miller, he's still out there. He's still available. He's a nice handcuff stash for uh, Alvin Kamar. I mean, why not? Tank Bigsby, he gets more and more goal line carries. Who knows? He is a Travis Etienne injury away from being a top 15 and top 20 back. So these are guys that you want to kind of like look at and kind of grab if you have space on your rosters. Wide receivers, we have Mike Williams that has been lost with a knee injury for the year. You have Debo Samuels. He's dealing with a knee, uh, with uh, with a rib injury. Brandon Ayuk with his shoulder. Jalen Waddle with his concussion. Uh, of course, Cooper Cup. Christian Watson hasn't played a game all season. Deontay Johnson. Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman, Zay Jones, Jonathan Mingo. Now, if these guys are available in your leagues, they shouldn't be. But these are guys that I'm targeting. Tank Dale. Tank Dale is him. Right now, currently, he's a number seven wide receiver in all of fantasy football. So far, 12 catches for 217 yards and two scores, and that's on 17 targets. His target share is going to go up. C.J. Stroud loves them. They love the connection. Uh, Nico, uh, you know, Nico Collins is still there, but I'm telling you, by the end of the year, Tank Dale would be the number one wide receiver in Houston. He, he has some Tyreek Hill in him. He's athletic. He's fast. <laughs> I mean, he has hands. Tank Dale is him, man. You want to go ahead and scoop him right now. Uh, even, if you don't need, even, even if you don't need a wide receiver, I would still say have you a Tank Dale on your roster. You'd rather have him than not have him, right? So, Go, go grab him if you can get him for free. Joshua Palmer. Josh Palmer is a guy that I'm targeting. A lot of guys are targeting Quentin Johnston, which is cool. Uh, and, you know, between these two guys, one of these two guys is, is going to get love from Justin Herbert, especially without Austin Eckler being there right now. It could be Josh Palmer. It could be Quentin Johnston. I would say target these two guys. And who knows? At the end of the year, these two guys could be a league winner. We know that Keenan Allen has struggled with injuries. In the past, knocking on wood, if he's to get hurt, one of these two guys is the number one wide receiver for Justin Herbert. Elijah Moore, I told you guys, he had, what, nine receptions last week. He's starting to look a little bit better. He's starting to look a little bit more comfortable with Deshaun Watson. Maybe this is the week that he scores versus Baltimore. Who knows? Um, DJ Chart, he's looking good, especially if Andy Dalton is a QB. You can expect that connection to, to continue to grow. Marvin Mims. Man, this guy just catches long passes after long passes. I mean, he has that breakout potential to where he can get give you some of that Deshaun Jackson type of, of uh, feel. If he gets the long connections, if he gets the long touchdowns, he looks good. When he doesn't, I don't know. But he should be getting more targets. I think he's a number two uh, wide receiver out there. Whether you think Cortland Sutton or Judy, Marvin Mims is a guy that should be rostered in all formats. Wondell Robinson. Starting to pick up some steam. He's a guy that's just coming off of ACL, torn last year. He's getting more and more comfortable. He might end up being the best receiver on the Giants. I don't know. Daniel Jones does love him. Jaden Reed, he shouldn't be out there, but if he is, snag him. And then in some deeper leagues, Rashi Rice. I told you guys, Josh Downs had a lot of receptions last week from Garner Minshew. If Garner Minshew goes again, you can expect Josh Downs to uh, get more love uh, this week as well. 
Michael Gallup, if you're in just in a, in a super deep league where you're desperate for a wide receiver, then you can go Michael Gallup, I guess. Let's go ahead and get through these tight ends real quick. Greg Dulcich, Irv Smith, Logan Thomas. If you have any of these three guys and, you, and you're desperate in need for a tight end, Jake Ferguson, he's an excellent option. I think he's building more and more of a rapport with uh, Dak Prescott. The targets will go up in uh, weeks to come. Luke Mosgrave, I love him. You guys should go ahead and snag him. So far in the season, 15 targets, 11 receptions, 124 yards. He's going to get more and more love from Jordan Love uh, the more that Love gets comfortable. Uh, Gerald Everett, if he's out there in your leagues, you might want to snag him. Him and, and him and Donald Parham, those are two guys. Because the way that Justin Herbert is spreading the ball right now, like Everett is the guy that gets the yards, right? And then Parham is, is the guy that's getting the touchdown. So you want to kind of look at that if you're in desperate need of a tight end, snag one of those two guys, put them into your lineup, and who knows? You might get lucky, and that 10 to 15 points out of Parham or even a few points out of Gerald Everett could be a difference between you being 0-3 or 1-2. So that is the show. This is your guy, Manny. This is the Talking Sports with Manny podcast, the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Check me out on TikTok and uh, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere. I'm going to catch you guys on that next episode. I'm out. Peace.